Dom's messaging. All right. Welcome to an all new episode, an all new show, really. Um, I still don't know what we're going to call this show. Um, I'm thinking the horror breakdown. Well, we'll go with that for now. Um, but this show, a bunch of us are going to be coming on here talking about some of our favorite horror movies leading up to, obviously, Halloween. Uh, so for this episode, me, accompanied by AJ, we will be breaking down some of our favorite movies in the past decade. Um, AJ, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? I'm ready to talk horror movies. My birth month. So everybody say happy birthday to me. There we go. Nobody say happy birthday to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, what was I going to say? Uh, no, I, I'm really excited about this podcast, man. Um, we got a re- we got a lot of horror movie enthusiasts. Um, I grew up on horror movies, more so gore than suspense. Suspense always bothers me. Um, but for some strange reason, I could watch Blood and Gore like there's no tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to kick it off with um, one of my favorite horror movies uh, of this past decade. And I'm going to actually start with, um, we were just talking about it. It's not technically a horror movie. I don't think it's classified as, but Dr. Sleep, if that did not put the damn scare in my heart, that old naked woman in the bathtub, bro. uh, (laughs) She was terrifying and nasty. Um, but Dr. Sleep, I thought you and McGregor and that team did a phenomenal job on a project that is almost impossible to improve to some people. Um, I think a lot of people looked at Dr. Sleep as how are you going to top what? Um, oh, it is. It's horror thriller. Okay. Um, how are you going to top what The Shining did? Me and AJ have said this before. We prefer Dr. Sleep over The Shining. Um, so to us, it was welcomed for it to be better. Um, but I really did love how this didn't, it felt more thriller than it did horror, uh, but it's horror elements were so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember saying after I left this movie, um, I would have liked to have seen this guy direct Dr. Strange. Um, what he was able to do with the idea of blending the, the realms um is what i loved and i i thought he did a phenomenal job and the idea because i told you aj my idea for a doctor strange sequel always was um either dormammu or um damn the guy that haunts your dreams i can't think of his name right now nightmare i think it might be um but i always wanted a horror kind of doctor strange sequel obviously not scary scary because you want kids to see it but um something that was just different than what, uh yeah no true true that made a billion dollars and it was rated r why can't we just get that (laughs) (laughs) but i thought he could have done that project very well but um i love dr sleep uh aj what did you think about dr sleep yeah i i loved it too the visuals of um dr sleep was amazing uh, just to blend up everything within that, I thought it was great. Mike Fel- um, Flanagan, I agree, should direct a Doctor Strange movie. Or, hear me out, Zatanna. Uh, we did get confirmation that we're getting a Zatanna series, right? Or Justice League Dark. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe he can do one of those. I think that would be pretty cool. 
But um, back to Dr. Sleep, I think it was a great improvement over um, The Shining. Um, a lot of people will take that negatively, um, negative to, oh God, negatively, but I think it's a positive thing because you want a sequel to be better than the original, really. And Dr. Sleep for me did that because it expanded on the lore of The Shining, which was already great and on its own. So if a sequel can do that, then it's good in my book. And Dr. Sleep did that a hundred times over. And I, I really love Dr. Sleep. I, I'm with you. And we were just talking about this uh, pre-show. To me, what Dr. Sleep did for The Shining is what Star Wars The Clone Wars did for um, George Lucas's trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, it filled in all the blanks that your movie couldn't get to. Um, but it also shed a light on why it's important for stories like that to be more so show-based because you, you, you now have 22 episodes to explain what a two-hour movie was trying to. Um, so it, it gives you a chance to go back, clean up all the messes and stuff like that and expand. Um, and that's what Dr. Sleep did. I think it, it enhanced with Dr. Sh- uh, Dr. Strange. Wow. What um, <laughs> The Shining was trying to do. And it just, to me, it makes that world so much better. Um, and you're right, Mike Flanagan. Um, I love that guy and I cannot wait to see what he does next. But AJ, what horror movie are you putting up next? I am going to do a 2016's uh, Hush for me. Uh, just to, just the premise alone, I think it was really, really cool. It's really, it's weird, weird because it's a deaf mute woman on her own in the middle of nowhere. And it, that just overall, <laughs> this is another Mike Flanagan movie too, by the way. Wow, so, okay. <laughs> I just think this Netflix movie, I feel like um, just blows like all of the cliches of horror slashers out the window. You, you um, hear people um, complain um, about people doing dumb decisions in horror movies, especially in slashers. Um, but with this, you can't really um, complain what her motives are or complain about what she's doing because she has no idea what's, um, what's going on really um, because she's deaf and mute. And just to see her navigate through her own house, navigate to survive, I think she did it in a way that was very smart. And like I said, all these cliches or slashers, most of the characters are all stupid, um, especially the white characters. They're all stupid. Um, so just to see this, um, 2016's Hush, in a way um, that just blows all those cliches out the water, I feel like was amazing. Um, yeah, we gotta give Mike Flanagan a lot of credit too. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard rave reviews about it. Uh, the Haunting series on Netflix, he's the writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is the writer for it um so we got to give him a lot of credit for that um hush i did see i i did see it um i will say one thing i cannot let mike flanagan off the hook for is oculus um yikes mike oculus was not good google it real quick aj it was it was not good no, I've, I've, I've seen it I'm you just haven't sorry. seen it 
Well, no, I was thinking of um, Ouija. Um, Ouija. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Oculus. Um, but I, I did see Hush. I, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I didn't think it... it right. I, saw, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think Hush was better than than okay. Um, I, I thought he did a solid job with it. I, I tell you what, you know what you got to give Mike Flanagan credit for? It's never been done before. Yeah. You know, and we can't keep asking for original content and when we get it, shit on it. <laughs> exactly. So he gave us something we've never seen before and it was, it was good. It was solid. Um, I don't need anything else from that world. I don't need anything else from that character or any characters like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was as a, a solo. But to me, I like it. Take handicaps, take more, um, you know, do more things that, that haven't been done before. I'll give you an example. It's not a horror movie, but um, I was blown away by Ryan Reynolds' performance in Barry. Um, you know how hard that is to do to do a movie like that in, in a uh, being buried underground the entire movie, oh. and that's the premise. That's mm-hmm. the exact premise of it. Um, I thought he he put on an acting clinic in that. But another thing that hasn't really been done before that was very new. Uh, and what did people do? They shitted on it. But um, you know, so I give him credit for that. But Doctor Sleep I thought was a masterpiece. I told you I thought it was the best movie of the year. I didn't even think that was to be debated. Um, <laughs> I left that year going. I didn't, I didn't feel this this excited about any other movie that came out. Um, and that's including Endgame. Um, I didn't feel what I felt for Doctors, uh, for Endgame like I did for Doctor Sleep. I can't compare the two. <laughs> Those are two. I don't compare them. I'm just saying if someone asked me what my favorite movie was okay. and I could include superhero movies, it'd still be Dr. Sleep. But no, I, I thought Hush was 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 pretty good. Um, great premise, great execution. Um, so huge, huge props to Mike Flanagan on that. Um, all right. Next horror movie. I want to see if they classify this as a horror movie first. Um, because I did enjoy this. I was telling... Okay, sci-fi slash horror. Um, I'll let you be the judge, AJ. You're my horror guy. Uh, Dom usually is, but you're my horror guy here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Prometheus. Um, now I don't know if you consider it purely a horror movie. It, it, it's a. Uh, I, I would say it's more of a subgenre of a horror, mm-hmm. more than anything else, but. We can count it since it still has those horror elements in it. That's what I thought. I, I okay. I always pictured Prometheus to be a horror movie with sci-fi elements. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, Ridley Scott, what a way to jump back into a franchise! What a way to jump back into a franchise! And remember, he brought in um, God, what's his name that did that uh that smoking weed movie with Seth Rogen? Um, his brother is an actor also, his younger brother. Uh can't think of the name. Dave, uh, Dave Franco. No. James? James Franco. Um, I remember James Franco was being um it was either in Prometheus or the second one that he was being heavily uh promoted and then was in the movie for like three seconds. Um, and I thought, oh, that's pretty dope. I like that. <laughs> Um, but no, Prometheus, I thought was a huge leap forward for what he built in that alien world. Um, and like I told you during pre-show, 
I didn't know that movie had anything to do with aliens. Um, or, or the aliens franchise rather. Uh, maybe I, I wasn't listening to, you know, reporters and stuff when they were talking about it, but I had no idea. I remember seeing that movie and going, what the hell is the premise of this movie? Like, like honestly, if it didn't have anything to do with aliens, I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. But once I saw the aliens, I was like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. How, how did they, how did they do that? Um, but Prometheus, I thought was great. AJ, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's been a minute since I've actually watched Prometheus. Um, the last time I watched that, I, didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of it. Uh, that's all I can um, basically say in, for that. Uh, Prometheus, I thought the one thing that stuck out of my mind with Prometheus is that visually it is stunning. And you, you can't um, debate that really Scott's movies are stunning. Um, regardless what it is. So story-wise, I can't say anything because I can't remember that much of it. It's been it's been a minute since I've watched it. I'll probably watch it tomorrow, to be honest, <laughs> since I have it. Um, but right now, yeah, I can't really speak that much on um, for Prometheus. Yeah, to me, I love, and like you said, visually, it's beautiful. Uh, his show on HBO, HBO Max is really good also. I got to finish mm-hmm. it. Um, but one thing Ridley Scott can always do is make a world look beautiful, um, especially a dark, desolate world. Uh, he can make that look really good. Um, and he did a good job. The premise of it was really good. Uh, they were trying to find a new home, a new home world. Um, and what he was able to do with that story and then blend it to being aliens. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when, um, and I hate to say this director's name, but when M. Night Shyamalan did Split, and everyone was kind of like, all right, this is like a really weird movie. And Wait, why did really, he say his name? Because I think most of his movies are horrible. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of people were like, what the hell is this movie about? Like, this was such a weird movie. And then when Bruce Willis shows up, you're like, oh, oh my God, it, what? <laughs> you know, that's how I felt about Prometheus to where it was like, all right, I'm hanging in there, but this is a weird-ass movie. Um, I don't know if you remember the all-white people that were in, that oh, were in yeah. like this movie. Um, like It was just really weird. And then when you the payoff was the end, and you were like, oh, it was so worth it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm definitely putting Prometheus up there. AJ, what you got next? Uh, I'm actually going to do something that's been very recent, um, before all of the pandemic and everything. Uh, I'm going to choose 2020. Um, Invisible Man. Uh, just for me, I wasn't that excited for Invisible Man, to be honest. When um, the announcement came out, I couldn't care less about it. Uh, but when I watched it, I, I was amazed of how incredibly well made it was. The visuals with the invisible suit, I thought was well done. Um, Oliver Jackson, um, Cohen. Uh, who was also in Haunting of Hill House, did a fantastic, just did a fantastic job um, as a, just a crazy guy. Uh, Elizabeth Moss did a fantastic job. Did, the overall acting in this movie was incredible. Um, this was probably like the second to last movie I've watched before the um, movie theaters closed, which is <laughs> very disappointing. 
um, because I was super hyped for whatever I was going to watch next because this movie was really, really great. And you don't really, for me, I don't really get that much horror movies uh, when it comes to like, what what the, um, month is coming out? Like February? I'll look it up. Yeah, January. January. Yeah, February. No, it's February 28th. February? Okay, okay. Um, but this this was a great movie. Um, you had um, Aldous Hodge, who is going to be Hawkman in the DC universe. Yes, sir. Uh, Storm Reed was fantastic, and just every the whole talent and the Invisible Man was um incredible. Uh, the premise of Invisible Man was incredible. Sorry, uh, just everything about this movie I thought was just phenomenal. So that's my pick. Man. I'm glad you put it on there. Um, I love I love this movie. Uh, I got I got to see this with Joel. This was one of this was one of the two movie two last movies I saw in theaters. Unfortunately, Bloodshot was the last thing I saw in Same. theaters. Same. Um, you know, like I assume most people. Um, but I love this. I loved this. Um, I did leave it going. I don't know how the hell you're going to build a monster universe, uh, with this, I, with this ideology, like the idea that it's a suit. Um, it's like, all right, so if you're fighting somebody and they catch you once and they throw you against a wall <laughs> and it short circuits, it's like, well, that's the end of Invincible Man. On to the next uh, character. That's if they catch him or her. That is yeah. it. Her. Her. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this movie was great. I loved everything about Invisible Man. Elizabeth Moss always delivers. That's never that's never shocking. She always delivers. Um, Lolo, welcome. Yeah, yo. Oh, Wait, your audio's still connecting. Hold on. There we go. All right, you should be good, Lolo. All right, yeah. Am I good? Yep. Yes, you are. Solid. All right, so we're talking some of our favorite horror movies in the past decade. So, so far, we've done Prometheus, Hush. Uh, we were just talking about Invisible Man, and I threw in Dr. Sleep to start us off. Um, so you can come in now. Your thoughts on Invisible Man, and if you want to talk about some of those other picks. So Invisible Man for me, tremendously well done. Uh, the whole the whole take on it, and I oh god, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, no, go ahead. To me, it's been, out long it's been out long enough. If it's on DVD, people should have seen it by now. All right. Well, you know, I won't spoil anything. I'm just gonna say the the ending of Invisible Man left so much in my mind where I was like. <gasps> there's more like i was so ready i was so ready for part two um but it was just it was so well done i mean the paint in the attic come on you can't like there were so many like just basic tropes of a horror movie especially of like an invisible monster horror movie You're, like perfectly well done perfectly well done not overused oh my god i wanted to talk about that movie but none of my friends have watched it so i'm so glad you guys mentioned that as soon as i jump in <laughs> no i i'm completely with you and the one thing i loved about this movie and i'm trying to find the director uh lay Wennell. yeah i think that's how you pronounce his name but i want to give him a lot of credit purely because this wasn't your typical um can't see him so it's like you know she's doing the most ridiculous stuff 
throwing the paint on them is what I can guarantee you the entire theater was was probably yelling at the screen. Get get paint or something. Oh, so like you, can yeah. see them, uh-huh. you know, and I felt like every chance where the audience usually is like, oh my God, you're so stupid. She was doing the opposite of what a usual horror movie uh, yes, character would yes. do. And it was it was not only uplifting, but it was so refreshing. It didn't feel like something I've seen a million times before. She was such a strong character. I mean, going crazy to go in the uh, a sand asylum, and then would she do like start cutting herself? Uh, no. I believe after she she was saying like she was pregnant, like just the mind game she was able to play was just like oh my god. And I can't forget the funniest moment in a horror movie because usually in horror movies you don't get funny moments that aren't meant to be funny but the entire theater laughs he beat the shit out of that little girl <laughs> and, <laughs> and, he pushed the shit out of her i mean it was just like whoa <laughs> like i don't know if i could have gone that far um but i remember the whole theater gasped and like i think i was maybe one of three people that that chuckled a little bit because it, it just caught me off guard it was like oh my Don't god really the shit out of that yes she did um and i will say to see the the vfx of how they pulled that off to see the guy in the green in the green suit literally choking elizabeth moss um i'm like they did a really good job with this movie and i'll say it i felt as though this movie was so great it's probably best if you don't touch it again um there's a lot being touched say it again aj it's already being t- oh actually no I'm not I'm thinking about Wolfman never mind okay Go all on. right relax AJ <laughs> um, but no to me I feel like there's a lot you could get wrong going forward uh, with this project I-, I think a lot about this that made it special was it was refreshing something we've never seen before um, and you know it was just a strong female lead and it's like how do you follow that up like what do you do you know what I'm saying like you guys. How off guard did it catch you when he slit homegirl's throat at the restaurant? It was just like, what? <laughs> like, oh my God. There's a lot of what the fuck moments. In right? So to me, it's just like, I consider Invisible Man the same way I always looked at Smoke and Aces. You just, you don't touch it. You leave that alone. You can't get any better than that. Um, and the proof is in the pudding. They did Smoke and Aces too. And it was garbage. <laughs> I will argue that um, we were just talking about Dr. Sleep. And a lot of people said that about The Shining. A lot of people said, um, it, even when Dr. Sleep was announced, they were like, this is the dumbest move you can make. You should not do a sequel to The Shining. So I will, I will um, argue that if we do get an um, Invisible Man sequel, I'm not going to complain because but- Shining... To be yeah. fair, though, um, Dr. Sleep was a continuation, not necessarily a sequel. Um, like, it had all different characters, all different plot. Everything was different than what the first one was. Um, so if you're telling me you're giving me Invisible Man 2 and there's no Elizabeth Moss, w- what of it is the same thing? Like, Dr. Sleep wasn't meant to follow in the footsteps of The Shining. It was just elaborating on a story a lot of people felt as though we needed more answers of. Um, so I think that's the core difference. Like you being in an invisible suit, there's only but so much you could do with that. 
um, the that, whole that's what you say now until you actually get someone that can write a great story and then you'll have a totally different tone. I won't, I won't necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I love to be proven wrong. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think the only evolution of this is to do what the original did, which is instead of a suit, you're an experiment that legit has become invisible. Um, I think that maybe might be the more logical step, especially if you're building a monster universe. Um, the one guy can turn into a werewolf and you're like, wait, I got to go get dressed into my suit. Like, <laughs> you can always have it on. You can always have a suit on. Was you going to have it on 24 seven? Like he can turn hey, into a werewolf. Hey, they might have the technology to have it actually like a shirt and pants. You never know. <laughs> it's like a little. <laughs> it's like, a, like he's got a little watch. He's like, hold on. <laughs> Like to me, that's just too much. If you got to go through all that, is it, it's too much. But um, but no, I mean AJ, I, I always felt as though if you can do more and it works, try it. Um, but don't force it. And I think doing a follow up to that right now could possibly be seen as trying to force it. Just take your time. Take your time. If something happens, something happens. You know, like I'm I'm like caught in the middle of you two right now because what I love like. Invisible Man 2. Oh my god, yes. However, yeah, like I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, don't force it, don't force it, don't force it. Uh, like there's so much more I want to see of, of 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 that, of that whole aspect. Like what oh I I it's in my of mind. I just expanded so on a lot more. Right. You could totally expand on a lot more, but the problem's gonna be how are you gonna do it? And that's that's gonna be the hardest part. Right. And like I said, can it be done, AJ? A thousand percent. Yes, it can. Uh, I'm pretty sure people thought, oh, these three Star Wars movies are the greatest things ever. You can't ever do anything else with it. And then George Lucas, decades later, is like, all right, I got something for you. Uh, and then Force Awakens comes, you know? So I'm like, yes, it is possible. But to me, we've seen people force envelopes. And one thing Blumhouse has not done since its creation is force anything. Everything they've done, in my opinion, has been great. Um, I really think they are the the cream of the crop um, between them and A24. In, in, in Hollywood right now, those two are the franchises you want to be a part of. Um, forget Warner Brothers, forget Disney, Blumhouse, A24. They are creeping. Um, and I wouldn't even say creeping. I'd say they're here. Um, and they've done a great job. Um, but yeah, no, this, this was a great movie performances all the way around phenomenal. Um, and it would just, it really shocked me how great this movie was. <laughs> like there are no flaws in, in my opinion, not one. Um, but Lola, I'll go to you. What horror movie would you like to put up in the past decade? That was one of your favorites. Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to lie. And I was like, what horror movies, horror movies. There's so many to choose from. Like, let me start looking it up. So I got this list going. I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm like, all right. I'm going to have to say, like, as much as I want to mention Tusk, I'm not going to mention Tusk. I, I, I pride my, you can do, go ahead, AJ. You can go ahead and bring that movie up. But in all honesty, I have to talk about the platform. Have you guys, have you guys seen the platform yet? I have not seen the platform. No, wait, 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 wait. Was that the the Netflix movie where um everything like food and stuff was being thrown? Down? Is that horror? 
it's like a psychological horror kind of. Oh, I'll, I'll check it out tonight then. I'll check it out tonight then for sure. I, I just thought it was one of those like, all right, you got to kind of escape kind of thing. And I was like, eh, not really. You know, it's <clears throat> this guy signs up to uh, for six months in the hole. And uh, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, COVID or whatnot. Um. Anyway, so this guy <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Um, <laughs> so this guy signs up for six months in the hole, and he's like, "All right, yeah, I can do this. I can do this." And of course, you know, at that top floor, you're getting the cream of the crop, the best of the best. That first level, you get all the food, and as it continues to go down, the food, of course, disappears. Two people per level keep going down. Food's going, going, going. Now he finds himself on, you know, like a middle tier floor first time. No issue. You know, he, he rations off, you know, survives. And then he gets up top and then he gets below, you know, and like it, it follows his journey through this, through one month with just enough food to survive one month where it's bountiful. It's, it, it plays with your mind and it kind of shows him and how he goes through everything and, and his, how his mind changes. It's, Wow. Oh, it's just wild to me. It blew my mind watching this movie. I'm definitely going to check it out tomorrow. Uh, I- I'm going to make sure I carve out time to check it out. It's in my my list in Netflix because uh, it did look interesting when I first saw the trailer and then I never circled back around. Um, so I'll make sure that I circle back around to it because um, I definitely trust your, your opinion. So I'm like, if you think it was good, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, I you haven't I, seen it yet either, right? No, but I heard that premise somewhere before, but it wasn't on Netflix. I, I can't remember where it was. Uh, yeah, uh, but the premise sounds amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, I love horror movies to death. It's October. <laughs> that's <laughs> ha- Halloween. That's horror season for me. Um, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, no, that's on my list. Good, good pick up, uh, pick up there. Uh, we'll make sure we check it out, and then next week we can maybe uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, next up, I'm torn. I, I want to say three movies here, um, but I'm gonna just stick to one. Excuse me. And this movie is what let me know um, how much I loved Matt Reeves, and that's Let Me In. Let Me In was so freaking good um it's i'm looking here imdb gave it 7.1 out of 10 um i think that's a little that's a little mean-spirited um i had say it again i don't trust imdb ratings Uh, that's fair (laughs) um rotten tomatoes gave it 88 percent. i legit thought if i had to give this movie a rating it'd probably be nine out of ten uh, Matt Reeves did a masterful job at conveying um, a loner befriending a vampire. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in the idea of caring for someone so much and then finding out who they truly are and then trying to balance loving them for who they really are and just embracing it. Um, Matt Reeves did an amazing job. That's why when I heard he was doing Planet of the Apes, I was like, well, if he can make vampires as children work, I'm sure he could do that. Uh-huh. Um, but let me in. I love uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, Wonderful. Masterful job. Mm. I really do think 
kick ass ruined her um her career. Uh, which sounds bad because we all look at the first kick ass and we're like, that movie was classic. Kick ass two more so is what probably killed her career. Um, she's a really gifted actress that I feel like people people look at her and they go, Oh, the chick from from Kick Ass. And I'm like, she's done really good movies. Like you should maybe get out of that that mindset. But um, let me in a Robert Pattinson effect. <laughs> it's the Robert Pattinson effect. It really is. But see, this is why a lot of kids, um, a lot of kids around her age when she did kick ass. A lot of them today don't really want superhero stuff to be the first big thing that they do um, because A, it's hard to get anything else and B, that's all people know you for. Yeah. Um, like, think about this. There's a generation that only knows Christian Bale did um, Batman. <laughs> like, think about that. Think about that there's a generation that only knows Christian Bale for the Batman. Um, that's terrifying. <laughs> All right, we got the horror master here. What up, Dom? What up? What up? That only right. takes 2,000 years. <laughs> I mean, I got, you know, I had like dinner with the homies and got caught up talking about politics and shit. Uh-oh. Dom was making it known he voted for Trump. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, no, we, uh, we were talking about some of our favorite horror movies of the past decade. So names like um, The Invisible Man, um, Doctor Sleep, uh, AJ. Why am I forgetting movies now? All of a sudden, you just did Let Me In. Uh, oh, I was just talking about Let Me In. Um, Lolo, you did the platform. Netflix yeah. is the platform. Dom, have you seen the platform? I have. I've been. I've been needing to watch it. Have it on my list, and I keep. I keep <laughs> like seeing it, and I'm like, I got something else I gotta watch. I, I gotta yes, yes, yes. Okay, Lolo, really quickly, and we're gonna get back on task. There's a show called Billions, right? With um, one of my favorite actors of all time. And I remember I looked at my list on Netflix and I was like, all right, there's some stuff here I haven't watched. And that was one of those that was on my mind. And then I was like, but I kind of want to start Billions. And then I started Billions. And then like, till you just said that, I was like, ah, that's what I was supposed to watch. <laughs> I can't blame any of y'all. I really can't. Cause I was doing the same thing for weeks i was like oh i kind of want to watch that however star trek the next generation for the third time sounds really good and finally i was at work one day totally doing my job and i was like oh you know what let me watch the platform and i was like i need to go home and watch this on the tv right now it, it was that good all right so dom me you and aj gotta watch the platform so the four of us can can break it down Tomorrow. Um, all right, AJ. So let's go through the list for Dom again. So obviously the platform, Dr. Sleep. Um, I was just talking about Let Me In. We did um Invisible Man. Prometheus. What am I missing? Uh one was Prometheus and I forgot the last one. Uh Prometheus was on there. It was your your pick. What are you missing of your pick? Crap, what am I missing? I don't know. What did I, do? <laughs> I did I did Invisible Man. I did uh shit you're forgetting oh i know i did hush it was hush hush there we go hush okay hush so those are the movies we've thrown in so far dom we were just talking about let me in when you came in i was just saying how much uh because i i put let me in in um i was just talking about how much i loved it how great chloe moretz uh did uh in that movie so i'll go to you dom what were your thoughts on let me in you know <sighs> Uh, at that time, that movie, I think I, I had bought it on DVD or something. 
and um, I took it to a girl's house and never finished it. Um, so I've never seen the movie in its entirety. What I saw was good, um, but you know, you know how I go Netflix and chill type vibe before <laughs> Netflix and chill was a thing. So yeah, I never finished the whole thing. <laughs> how dare you use "Let Me In" as a setup? <laughs> how dare you, Dom? Hey, Dom, I don't blame you. It works. If it works, it works. I and used American Psycho. I can't blame you. <laughs> you got it. So, that is the wildest I movie to get into the mood for. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, oh man, I will say though, every guy, every guy that has a mirror in their bedroom has definitely done the the Christian Bale. That, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, AJ, your thoughts on Let Me In? Yeah, uh, I loved it. Uh, we just talked. We just talked about Chloe um, Grace Moretz. Uh, I, I, I love her a lot. I, <laughs> you, you can't. She's a great actress. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Was it Cody? Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, he did a great job. The acting overall was amazing. Matt Reeves as a director. Uh, a lot of people know him for Planet of the Apes, and rightfully so, but my first movie was Let Me In from Matt Reeves, and just ever since I watched Let Me In, I was like, okay, he is a fantastic director, and whatever he, he's on, I'm with it. Uh, now he's on The Batman, which is one of my most anticipated movies of the next 17,000 decades. It's, it's hype. Uh, so yeah, I love Let Me In. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, did the Ryan Gosling meme of looking down at people that were like, oh man, he did Planet of the Apes? I'm definitely hyped for the Batman. I'm sitting here like, that's the movie that got you hyped? Check out Let Me In. That movie got me hyped <laughs> for the idea of this guy doing the Batman. Um, but no, very great, uh, greatly directed movie. Lolo, your thoughts on Let Me In? To Let Me In was a movie that uh, I will admit the first time I watched it, I was like, eh. <laughs> However, after I matured and, you know, became an adult. <laughs> More sophisticated. There, right, you're right. My, my palate had changed. <laughs> and uh, it was actually, like, very, very well done, just like you guys are saying. And uh, it how how he makes that concept work because i mean again the first time i watched it i was like really but <laughs> no like ended up coming out great and to this day uh i might have to swap out american psycho for that movie uh dom just gave me a great idea so i'm gonna have to use it <laughs> um no i will have to say let me in did something that you usually don't see in horror movies and that was at its core, it was a love story. Um, and, you know, you don't usually connect love with, with horror movies, <laughs> uh, not a healthy kind. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at its core, um, I really love what Matt Reeves was able to do with that. And, and we know, um, you know, from what he's done since then, um, he's able to blend things to where it's like, you look at Planet of the Apes at the core of that, it was just trying to coexist. Um, you know, it was the idea of like, hey, we can like coexist here. And like humans are like, 
I don't think I'll ever be okay with a monkey being smarter than me. And it's like, well, monkeys already are smarter than you. <laughs> okay, they just don't talk. Um, but Matt Reeves is is phenomenal, and I definitely want to see him get back to horror. Um, you know, when you're done with the Batman, get some more horror going out there. Uh, you guys might not know this, but there was a show on Fox about a little girl who had like this antibody that was like rejecting against um, like these vampire creatures. I don't know if you guys know this, but Matt Reeves was the guy behind that show. Um, so it was like Matt Reeves has had his hands in uh, a few things, but uh, I'll find the name of the show for you guys and, and let you guys know. But uh, Dom, I'll go to you next. What is one of the horror movies in the past decade that you have enjoyed? Um, so my first thought is, is, a, is one that uh, not a lot of people know about, let alone have they seen the movie. Uh, it is on the full thing is on YouTube because it's uh, technically a short. It's like thirty minutes long, um, and it's by Ari Aster, and who did you know Midsummer, who did Hereditary, and he along with Jordan Peele have kind of started this new trend that I've noticed where horror is trying to get away from a lot of slasher films or uh, paranormal uh, happenings to psychological thrillers because I think it's uh, in hindsight, after you watch a movie like that, uh, like the psychological thrillers, you're like, oh shit, like that could legit happen. And I think that's kind of where, why we're, they're doing it now. But the movie is uh, the strange thing about the Johnsons. The opening scene itself is one of the weirdest things I have ever seen in a movie. And because it, it came out in 2011, I believe. Um, and I think it was his first, like, known uh directorial debut type of work but i will say the first scene to kind of give you a picture of how messed up it is is a uh, young boy he's in his room fapping away uh his dad comes in and he's like uh hey i don't want to make this uncomfortable which he's of course making it uncomfortable because you know what he's doing and he's talking to him about stuff being uh it's natural to do these things and have urges about blah, blah but as a dad walks off, the boy goes back to doing his thing and the picture he's holding is a picture of his dad. So he's like getting out to a picture of his dad. Mad weird. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, what am I about to watch? <laughs> uh, and it just kind of leads into like the son being like kind of the father in the, uh, he's sexually abusing his father essentially. He gets married, he bangs his dad out uh, during the reception off the side of the house and tells his dad what to do and he beats it's a, it's a crazy movie but it kind of shows you why Ari's movies are so crazy now for his mainstream ones because this dude something going on up there and I'm not saying it's a bad thing but uh luckily he's able to put it into a good medium because if you're able to conjure some of these things up in your brain and not have that outlet I don't know what he <laughs> might be um, but I guess you could say that about a lot of the, the greats like Wes Craven and uh, John Carpenter. So, uh, but yeah, the strange thing about the Johnsons, look it up on YouTube and just be weirded out for 30 minutes. Yeah, I immediately looked up the movie when you said I've never I've never even heard of it, but I do know Ari and I do know why you like Ari, Dom. I see what he has in his uh, filmography. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that completely. Um yeah, no, that sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> I will, I will definitely take your word on this. 
and um, <laughs> leave it at that and just say, man, no, I, whatever Dom thinks about that movie is what I think. Um, <laughs> you know, when, 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 when you had brought that up, Dom, I was like, I, why does this sound familiar to me? And I Googled it. And of course, the first thing that comes up is the family photo where he's looking up at his dad. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember this. Like, I was like, I'm so glad I forgot about that movie. So thanks a lot, man. You know, <laughs> the nightmares will continue. Thanks, Dom. Um, by the way, the show uh, I was talking about that Matt Reeves is behind is called The Passage. It was with the guy from Saved by the Bell. That was the. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Can't remember the character. Something. Um, yeah, I think. Um, AJ, have you ever seen this? This. Uh... I have not. No. <laughs> this, this sounds way too fucked up for me. <laughs> I probably will watch this. Oh, I don't know. I probably will watch it. I don't. I have no idea. My brain is just all over the place. Just hearing what Dom was saying about this movie. Um, I'm short. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe I'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. But right now, I have no idea what to say about this movie. Yeah. Even though I do like, I do love Ari Aster's um, um, filmography. Um, Hereditary, um, Midsummer, I thought it was really fucked up. And when I watched it, I didn't watch it in theaters, which was poor choice on my end. Because when I watched it, I was like, I should have watched this at the theaters. Um, his style is definitely, definitely his own style. And just the overall originality of his style is we, we need more of that in, in Hollywood. And uh, just overall, he is a great director. And I can't wait. He's supposed to be directing something else, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, I got to look it up. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm in his filmography and they're not showing anything, but the movies we were just talking about, so I don't know. It's probably someone else I was thinking about. But yeah, um, Ari Aster um, is a great director and great writer, just great everything. So um, I will trust Dom on this, but right now my brain was like, nope, do not watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but I might watch it eventually. So yeah. Yeah, it sounds like I'll watch this movie when I get a therapist. Um, you know, just have something to fall back on. Um, not watch this on my own. But um, AJ, what other horror movie are you throwing in here? Uh, I'm gonna do another 2016 movie. I'm gonna do Lights Out. Um, David F. Sandberg, uh, great director. Wasn't a fan of Shazam, but overall, I think he was a he was a great horror director. Um, what's the girl's name? The main, main girl. You are thinking of uh, Teresa Palmer. Yes, uh, I need more of her. <laughs> that that's all I have to say. Right, now. I, I need more of her. Uh, she did a great job. Um, having the boyfriend not being a cliche douchebag of boyfriend, I think was great. I just love movies that don't take the cliches and just roll with it. And David F. Sandberg proves that um, these cliches don't have to be cliches anymore. And just overall, I just thought the overall concept, even the short, I thought was really, really good, um, cool. Um, just um, being afraid of the dark 
just for me, it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of, because that movie's what how I was like eight years old when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, my mom was crazy, uh, <laughs> but she was amazing at the same time and let me watch horror movies. Uh, but it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street because it, it gave me nightmares and it did make me <laughs> run to, to my bed when I turned the lights off before it came on, I mean, came off. So um, if you can do that to me, with a horror movie, then you succeeded in making a great horror movie. And David F. Sandberg did that for me. Yeah, I didn't see Lights Out because I thought it was, I, I, I have nothing to, to base this off of besides, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I guess trailer feeling, I guess. But I thought it was too much like Don't Breathe. Uh, the premise, not, not the actual layout of the movie, the premise of, all right, it's complete darkness, now navigate. Um, now, I haven't seen Lights Out, so I'm not comparing them necessarily. Um, but I remember my dad, who's a huge, my dad raised me on Sam Raimi. So he's a huge Sam Raimi fan who produced um, Don't Breathe. So he got me to see Don't Breathe, and I remember seeing that. And then when I heard about Lights Out, it was just like, no, thank you. Um, funny thing is, we actually got invited out to the premiere, uh, or not the premiere, the special screening. Uh, I believe that was a Sony product. And I was just like, eh, no, not really. Um, so I'd never gotten around to seeing it, but I did hear really good things about it. Um, I think David uh, does a really good job at, at directing. Um, I did like Shazam. Um, I think the casting is what uh, maybe put me off a little bit of Shazam, but otherwise I thought it was a really good interpretation of it. Um, David also did Annabelle, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they got it. They got to change it up. Stop doing toys. Uh, you know, too many people have siblings and nieces and nephews that have toys that look like these people. Um, just stop doing it. I, I'd hate to have to keep burning or throwing away all these toys. Um, but no, it's definitely something AJ, you know what I'll put on my list. And before the month of October is over, I will watch it. Um, if you're I just, saying, have, I just have a thing of these like sensory type movie, um, horror movies where you, uh, where it's like the basis of it is off of like, you can't see, you can't hear because <laughs> I guess someone's going to bring it up, but, um, Oh my God, A Quiet Place is probably going to be one of mine, but somebody's probably going to beat me to it. But yeah, sensory type horror movies is my thing right now. So I do have to say one thing about those type of movies are the stakes have to be higher. Meaning if the movie is about possession, like, like uh, something's haunting you or something like that, they're already to some degree powerful. Now you're limiting your abilities to where you either can't hear or you can't see. Don't tell me you survived that shit. <laughs> like, don't tell, don't tell me, oh, you made it out of there. No, you should probably die by the end of this movie. Um, that's the one thing about those kind of movies, uh, AJ, that puts me off a bit. It's like, all right, wait a minute. The ghost had the advantage and you found a way to survive <laughs> this? What? <laughs> like, yeah, my bad. You know how hard that is? <laughs> it's for the ghost to be like, God damn. Yeah, it, it, it was my fault. I'll get him next time. <laughs> wait, what'd you say, AJ? I said, it's my fault. I'll get him next time. That's the ghost saying that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Um, I'd be mad as hell if I was a ghost. I'd be like, man, I had power over the house and I shut the lights <laughs> off the whole time, and you still made it out this month. You're like, the hell? Um, but Lolo, your thoughts on lights out? So I actually, uh, I actually really enjoyed lights out. Their use of uh, of imagery when it came to like the, the the creature and whatnot, like you didn't see so much of it that you were like, all right, how much is the CGI budget? Like they didn't, they didn't overdo the creature, which was really great. The only downside, the only downside I had about that was I watched Darkness Falls multiple times growing up. And I just couldn't shake. I was like, all right, yeah, so this is just like a new Darkness Falls. Like, great movie, absolutely wonderful movie. But for me personally, I'm just like, seen this before, seen that before. But overall, it was it was really good. But I just couldn't shake that Darkness Falls vibe, just for me at least. No, that, I mean, that sounds fair. I mean, the, the thing about these horror movies that makes it so difficult is you have to balance originality between the whole scheme of it has to be something that is completely different, right? So, like, if you if you make a horror movie that's completely new, completely different, but the whole theme about it is the main uh, the characters have to be sleep in order for it to take into effect. What's the first thing people are gonna say? Oh, you're just trying to be Nightmare on Elm Street, right? So it's like it's always a hard balance between the two. Um, that's why when you have stuff like Aliens or, or Predator or stuff like that, it's like you can kind of have fun with that because there's not much of that going around. But Annabelle isn't that far from Chucky. Uh, she's just not like, you know, eyes blink and she can talk and run after you. Um, you know, so it's like it's kind of been done before. But that's why I've always been shocked that no one's ever gone back to the well to recreate the leprechaun. I'm like, that's only been done once. And I'm like, the first one was classic. Leprechaun in the Hood was maybe one of the greatest comedies ever written. Um, you know, and I'm like, somebody should go back to that franchise and give us some Leprechaun, man. Give us some Leprechaun. Uh, but Dom, I'll go to you to round it out. Your thoughts on Lights Out. Um, so I've never seen Lights Out. But, oh, no. <laughs> right, right. But to AJ's, but to AJ's uh, point, though, um, the, the fear of darkness, if you can do it well, that's always going to be something you can do because I feel like that's the one rational fear that everybody has, no matter how big or tough you are, whatever, whatever Billy Badass thing you think you have, if you're out in the dark, whether you're walking to your car, whether you're, whatever you're doing, there's always that hint of like, I don't know what's going to happen because you can't see. And that's why it's scary. So if you're in, the, and I love Teresa Palmer, so I need to watch it. Um, but like, look at the images, like, yeah, if you if you're out walking to your car, right, go to the parking lot, and then you see some uh, figure and some eyes pop up, you're scared. I don't care. You may you may be able to walk towards it, but if you're walking towards it like something might happen. I might just <laughs> a little bit, you know, <laughs> like so. That's why, like, that's it's it's something that like should probably be re revisited a little bit more because that is something that people are always going to be afraid of because the unknown. Is terrifying, um, which lends itself to a multitude of other things, which is why I was late. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like um, so yeah, that's, that's a great concept, and I and I, I saw that the is rated pretty high, uh, so clearly they've done it well. And on the word of you know AJ and Lolo, I'll definitely have to uh, check it out very soon. 
I, I definitely think blind is starting to become like a little bit like, all right, come on. I mean, Daredevil was hot and then, you know, lights out, can't see, don't breathe, can't see. Um, one <laughs> thing I, I've always thought um, would be dope is a horror movie based around being deaf only because think about these horror movies where there's no sight. What's the, the dead ringer that always gives you away? Somehow everyone, everyone's house always has like broken glass and you step on it and they hear it, right? Or there's a creak and they hear it. But what if you can't hear someone creeping up on you? You know, that's why when, when, when you go the route of being deaf, everyone always says you lose one sense, the other's heightened. There's no heightened factor for recovering from being deaf. Like it doesn't make you like feel like, oh, I can't hear it, but like, I feel it. Like what? No, that's not how that works. <laughs> um, so I'm like the idea of someone trying to navigate through something when they can't hear anything is just something that is like completely amusing to me. Um, not saying, not saying deaf people are amusing to me. I'm saying the idea of trying to survive a horror movie and you can't hear anything um, truly is. So I think someone should definitely play around with that. Um, but yeah, AJ, essentially Hush was like everything. <laughs> Hush was like, what if she can't do nothing? <laughs> um, but um, wait, who just put up a movie? AJ, you just put up a movie. So Lolo, it's your go. Uh, what horror movie you want to put up? Well, since 2016 seems to be the theme here, <laughs> I definitely want to throw out Bedeviled. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Bedeviled, but it was one of those ones where I was like, this looks super cheesy. I can't wait to watch it. My mind was completely swapped within probably the first 20 minutes. It's... uh. <laughs> It, it kind of it, it's like a commentary on how much we are just engorged in our phones where these teens go ahead and they grab this app off the market and it can do everything. You'd be like, hey, bedevil, can you turn off the lights? And boom, all the lights go off. And it starts out as this app is helping you out. And then it starts to get a little a little twisted and it starts like putting a, like a, a profile on you and what you fear. And that's what it sends out into the world, what you fear exactly. It was super well done. I've never heard of that. Um, but another one that I guess I'll put on my list, AJ or Dom, either one of you heard of this? I've heard of it and seen images. And it's funny that he broke it down because what was that movie that came out last year that was like, you download the app and then the app kills you. Like oh, countdown and the countdown. Yeah, countdown. Countdown sounds very like they tried to be bedeviled, but Countdown was boo boo. Um, but like, yeah. So like, and it's funny that like since this movie is one that a lot of people haven't seen, apparently, that you know Countdown was like we have a big budget, we can just make the same movie and then we'll get big. Because I've seen a movie called like Bachelor Party. I think it had like Cal Penn, Chuck Liddell. It is The Hangover. But it was like two or three years before The Hangover, but it was a small budget. And then Hangover, big budget, same movie, blockbuster. So it sounded like The Countdown tried to do that. But um, no, that does, it sounds interesting. Because um, I, I always saw the imagery of like the, the clown or whatever, but I never had, um, I never clicked on it. I think I saw it on Tubi or Netflix. It's, it's somewhere on one of the streaming services. Um, and I just always end up passing it. comes like, I don't, I don't know. 
Um, but no, nah, but now that it's broken down like that, I definitely would take a little peek. I mean, y'all, y'all know me. You know, I pride myself on my outrageously bad movie <laughs> collection. You know, I mean, first time y'all met me, what was it, Street Fighter? Right, best movie yeah. in the world. <laughs> anyway, this this one, this is one of those ones that just did not go over well. I mean, I uh, got a a four point two on IMDb. I'll admit, parts of it are a little cheesy. However, in my opinion, it was actually really well done for the concept. And uh, yeah, Countdown just kind of, I'm not going to say they stole the idea because there was a bit to it that was a little different. But this one, it adds like the supernatural, you know, that paranormal element to the smartphone. And it's, it was really, really well done. Yeah, it's okay to say uh, stole. Uh, we, we know Hollywood loves to do that. Um Hollywood legit is that kid in class that like plays sports but isn't that smart and is like, yo, let me let me cheat off your test. And you're like, all right, but just like make certain things a little different. And the teacher gets your test and it's like all you did differently was put your name on the paper. Like everything's <laughs> the same. Like that's legit what Hollywood is. Um, but AJ, you said you didn't see it. So did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I, I can't add it into I had never heard of it until now, actually. Is it is it on Netflix or is it do you know where? I originally saw it on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still there. Um, if you can't find it on Netflix, I'm not going to tell you to pay for it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if it's not on Netflix, I know it's on Tubi. Yeah, it, yeah, it's up? probably on that. How messed up would it be if it's not? You think it might be on Shutter? Everything should be on Shutter, horror wise. Mm. Yeah, I think so. How messed right, up would it be if if it's not on Netflix but Countdown is? That would let you know that it was like pure facts. All right, so you can, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch okay. it there. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, Tubi, you got it. If you want it on YouTube, it's two ninety nine. Same thing with everywhere else except iTunes. iTunes wants five bucks for it, so uh, you know, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, all right, so I'll go up next. This will be our last go around, guys. I'm not gonna keep you guys too late. Um, I'm gonna put up. You guys know me. You guys know my favorite horror franchises. You guys should already know this. I'm going with Saw. Saw went five movies too long. Uh, you giving me this new world with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. I feel like I can already guess what the surprise is of that movie, but there is never, in my opinion, just my opinion, there's never been a horror movie that has shocked me more than that first saw. The fact that I looked at this fucking old man dead on the floor for an hour and some change, only for that movie to end with him standing up, it will forever. I remember I saw it with my dad at midnight and everybody in the theater was like, yo, did we miss something? Like, did he? Did he get up at some point of this movie? And everyone was like, no, man, he's been laying down there the whole time. Um, and it legit wasn't until we saw some of the other saws where they fleshed out more um, how he went about it to where you're like, oh, shit, this is good. Um, I think Saw capped off around Saw 4. Um, I think I'm being a little bit too generous in even saying that. Um, but it's a franchise that it saw one I'd put up against any horror movie that anybody wanted to wanted to name. 
Um, Wait, and, are we doing 2010 and up, or are we doing 20? I was supposed to do 2010 and up, but technically one of those Saw movies did come out. <laughs> between yeah, that was the final, uh, Saw, the final chapter came out in 2010, so I wasn't sure if you were doing that one or... No, okay, doing- now, let me say this. Let me say this about that one, because, okay, I can loop that in. That movie wasn't that bad. That movie was not that bad. It was not that... Lolo, did you see <laughs> Saw 3D? That was bad. This the last saw was not that bad, is what I'm saying. The fact that you have to use Saw 3D to defend <laughs> the final chapter tells you enough about how it is. I will I will say it was their last grasp at trying to make it work. Um, and I, I think what horror movies tend to forget that every other genre understands is that you need a break in between there just wasn't enough time between the seventh and then the eighth for me to go i've forgotten a lot about saw i'm curious to dive back into that world uh it's just it's too soon i mean it'd be like if george lucas put out his original star wars and then like two years later put out more it's like i think what made that so special is how long i had to wait in between all three phases of those star wars uh movies um, but again, I, I'll, I'll defend that movie to the death of me. It was not that bad. Um, but all in all, I'm saying I will fight for Saul being top five greatest horror movies of all time. The, uh, the first Saul, the first one, not this last one. All right. I don't want that to be on the record. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But AJ, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on Saw as a franchise, and then I guess, you know, for the rules that I I, I implemented for this episode, uh, Saw the last chapter, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> well, um, if, talking about the first Saw, I love the first Saw, but Saw as a franchise, honestly, I don't know which movie is which. If I if we're talking about them. Um, the only reason why I was asking that question, which one we're talking about, is because I looked it up and it was like 2004, 2007, 2010. So I was like, Saw it for me is just all over the place as a franchise. It it blends in all together so much. Like I can't tell the difference between like Saw One, Saw 3D, Saw the final chapter. It's just all over the place for me. It's not even like top seven horror franchises for me to be honest but the first Saw movie I actually did enjoy and I did love and I definitely love to watch it on repeat so that but that doesn't really count (laughs) since that came out like what 2004 so I can't put it on there but if you can I'm all for it I will say I won't argue that it's somewhat all over the place I always tell people this if you watch Saw 1 through Saw 4 three or four, they clear everything up about Jigsaw, right? And then that's when they start getting into, oh, he had an apprentice. And then that's when you could legit stop watching it. Um, But from one to about three or four is legit a great arc. It's a really, really, really good arc with very innovative ways to kill a person. Like we grew up on horror movies that were like, 
yo, I popped up in your dreams and like I just cut your face or oh, hey, I just set you on fire. Or, oh, I just shoved a machete through your chest. This one was so methodical. This one was so different. Um, putting someone in a torture bed where either they had to sacrifice their hands or a huge saw would come and like slowly cut them in half is insane to think about. It was just so different what James Wan created with this Saw universe. Unlike anything we've ever seen, well, that that is until um, Hostel came out and was like, I'm going to cut off your, uh, what did he he do? Cut off the back of his foot and then said walk. When I saw that, I was just like, oh, you had to be a nasty motherfucker to do that. (laughs) Eli Roth is is a nasty motherfucker. Um, But but no, I I really do stand tall between Saw 1 through Saw 4 and then the very last one. Um, I'll fight for those. I don't care. I might have to watch them again because, it, to be just honest, one, they, just one through four, AJ. That's it, and then cut it off. <laughs> don't watch anymore. No matter how it ends, do. I'm a perfectionist. Watch. I have to watch them. If I'm gonna do four of them, I have to watch the rest of them. So. No, because if you watch the rest of them, the first thing you're gonna come and say to me was, "Juwan, this is horrible," and I'm gonna say, "Yes, five, six, and seven are." <laughs> that's why I told you to stop at four. Um, but Tom, I'll go to you. Your thoughts on Saw? No, Saw is definitely as a franchise. I kind of, I like, I actually did stop watching after four because looking back on it, like the Saw franchise is like Future or the Baby. It's the same song, just with different (laughs) beats, Um, same flow, everything. Uh, But uh, no, like it was definitely something that was definitely innovative and. I'm not going to lie. I remember watching the first one or maybe the second one and kind of realizing the purpose is like you're living like you're being a shitty person and that's why I snatched you up. And I was like, yo, like, I wonder if it's like somebody could be watching me. Am I, am I an asshole? Like, what am I, how am I living my life? I, I'm not trying to get snatched up. And then someone say like, you can have your balls ripped off or we can like cut your leg. No, I'm not trying to make that decision. I'm not <laughs> built to make that decision for myself. Um, so yeah, it was it's definitely like and that's that's why I love horror, right? Is you take something, a simple concept of like you need to live your life better, you need to be respectful, you need to be whatever, and then someone showing you, hey, if you don't want to do it, there's there might be consequences because you never know who's watching. And like, oh shit, you're you're right. Like this could be like a Truman show, and they're like, yo, cancel him, and then you just get ripped to shreds. So um it was something that I hadn't seen, I think, at the time it came out. I think that's why it's so big and why they decided to make a million of them, unfortunately. Because um, for me, if you're going to do any any franchise, any genre, if you're going to make six, seven, eight, nine movies, I need the rest of them to just be so outrageous and to the point where, I, yeah, it could be cheesy, but that's why you made 10 of them. You know, we've seen the, the Fast franchise they're they're doing jumping from building to building they might go to space it's like it's getting that much more outrageous because why not we've made so many of them and you're going to keep watching them we might as well do something crazy um so uh but yeah innovative ways to to kill people and you know it's one he you gotta be that hurt and that uh innovative to create some of these things he created because it don't make any sense and sadly, we've seen people like, you know, you see guys that are, um, they make like their own personal Iron Man suits and things like that. Somebody made some of those death traps in their house. 
somebody got snatched up and or an animal or something. So, you know, horror has its bad sides too. Um, but no, it's definitely a great movie. It's definitely I, I can't put the franchise up there, but definitely the first, you know, three to four are definitely pretty pretty high up there in uh, creativity. Yeah, I mean, I, I just love the concept of he would make you face what you did. So it's like, oh, man, if, like, you ran over this kid and kept driving, it was like you're now in the room with, like, his dad, you know? And it's like, all right, now his dad gets to control whether you die or not. And it's like, well, of course he's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, but the whole purpose is I want to see how humane this guy is. And the guy's like, wait, what? <laughs> um but yeah no i'm with you dom some of those uh concepts were just like why would you make me choose between that like a a vat of acid that has a key in it i have to put my hand in it or your contraption will pull my chest apart what the fuck kind of choice is that (laughs) like what (laughs) like some of it was just like i don't know that was i don't know james wan and eli roth they um I'm curious what their childhood was like. It, it couldn't have been good. Um, but Lolo, your thoughts on Saw? So Saw for me was just a complete left turn when it came to horror. Just like you guys, you know, we all grew up on the movies where he's going to come out and he's going to stab you or, you know, the jump scare, stuff like that. Saw just had that brutal psychological, like, is he going to get out in time? Is he going to, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And you were like, all right, well, yeah, yeah, that guy's the hero. That He's going to be the main character. He's going to get out. No problem, no problem, no problem. And then, and he's done. He's done. And you're like, oh, my God. Saw for me, like, changed how I looked at horror altogether. And it's, it's actually funny that you bring up the drunk driver one. Because, honestly, in my opinion, my favorite Saw was the, uh, the father who had to face, you know, the loss of his son. Which culminates, of course, and I could say this because the movie's been out way too long, that culminates in, you know, him having to free the guy who complete who ran over his son drunk in a hit and run. And like, it blows my mind, you know, watching it then I was like, oh, wow, that's wild. But now, you know, now I have a kid, you know, I'm 28. I'm like, could I do that? Because I mean, at one point he has to burn all of his son's, you know, stuffed animals pictures everything that he had to remember his son he has to burn to get the key to save the judge that gave the drunk driver a six-month sentence right it's like i could i couldn't make that decision i'm sorry man like you fucked up Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know i couldn't do that so so saw to me like that that blew my mind that completely changed how i looked at horror movies and what i could expect from a horror movie especially a psychological thriller like that like it blew my mind and um, in all fairness, as much as we're going to shit on soft 3D, the horsepower trap from that movie, that was probably my favorite trap. The guy that's glued to the car seat and he has to free himself to turn off the car. Oh, wait, Lolo, you're taking that one over the cheating girlfriend with the two guys she's she's sleeping with in that glass container. I, I absolutely am. What? I thought that was so crazy. It was like, I love you. She's like, I love you too. And he's like, wait, I love you. Oh no, I love you too. <laughs> and it was like, yo, we kill him, Jerry. <laughs> it's like, yo, bro, we should kill her. And then like seeing them work together to kill her. I'm like, that is like the funniest scene like ever. Um, she legit, 
instead of just choosing one guy and then playing them against each other, she legit was just like, no, nah, I love you. And he's like, wait, I love you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love you, too. <laughs> it was like, nope, you messed up. You, you, you messed up there, chick. Um, but no, that car power seat, trap, man. That car seat one was pretty dope. That one was pretty. Dope. Yeah, he's he's glued to the car and the car is sat up like this. And there's a girl right under the wheel. That's all. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Spin, spin, spin. And there's another yeah. guy who's got, you know, everything is chained to the car. Oh, oh my God. It was so good. Yeah, I tell you what. Saw and Hostel definitely raised a new era of murderers. Um, like, like FBI showed up to crime scenes like we never saw shit like this before like what is this and James Wan sitting somewhere like oops my bad my bad guys okay how did they solve this in the movie <laughs> I, I, that's the first thing I would think if I was in a contraption like that like shit what'd they do in the movie <laughs> the, the best thing about the saw traps though were most of them you set off you started the timer right. because you freaked out um yeah. the the uh the one where it's got the nails and everything you know it's like a little iron maiden yeah. had he just you know not pulled that chain had he just walked over to it he could be alive you know he could wait indefinitely for somebody to come find him and saw too that whole movie was about teamwork and everyone kept deciding to work for themselves and it was like well, yeah, that's probably how you die. <laughs> um, but all right, everybody gets one more one more go around. That was my last one. Um, Lolo, I actually kick it back to you. Uh, what other horror movie you want to put up here? I didn't want to do it, but I'm going to have to do it to him. You know, I got to bring in Tusk. I, I have to. It's <laughs> It's been on my mind for so long right now. I, I watched it and I got nobody to talk to. It's I, it blew my mind. It was so wild. Like, fucked up. <laughs> I mean, Johnny Depp playing some random detective in, from Quebec or whatever crazy French Canadian area he was from. Like, it was so different and so out there, but it had like a weird, like, Island of Dr. Moreau vibe. Like, I, I loved it, man. I've never seen it, but I tell you what. There's very few things of Justin Long's. Uh, it's Justin Long, right? That was the movie with yeah. Justin Long. Justin Long and Haley Joe Osment. Yeah, it's very few things of Justin Long's I've never seen. I watched the show New Girl purely because I heard Justin Long was in it. Uh, I ended up liking the show. I, I won't even lie to you. I did like that show a lot. Um, but I love Justin Long. I mean, he was the best part of Dodgeball. Uh, no Justin Long. I don't think I enjoy that movie as much as I did. Um, so this is on my list. I just put in my notes. This is on my list. Uh, apparently Kevin Smith directed and wrote it. Um, so that's a whole nother plus for me. Uh, and Genesis Rodriguez. I mean, there you go. I don't need to say anything else, but, um, I'm going to make sure I check out this movie. Uh, from what you're saying, it sounds very interesting. And the photo of it is crazy. Um, all right, so it's on my list. I'll make sure I check it out. AJ or Dom, you guys both saw this? Yes. All right, so AJ, you go first. Yeah, um, first of all, I randomly decided to just go to Walmart and just pick a movie randomly, <laughs> and Tusk was the movie that I got, and um, Tusk is actually the first Kevin Smith movie I've ever watched, and I was like, 
Okay. I, I, I love this. <laughs> I, I love Kevin Smith so much. I love this movie so much. This movie is so fucked up. <laughs> and just, I just love weird movies that have like weird premises. And it's just like no other movie that we've like seen at all. Like I love movies like, uh, what was that movie with, uh, God, I can't for, remember. Um, um, Radcliffe, Henry Radcliffe. Uh, anyway, any basically any movie with um, Radcliffe in it. Um, just those type of movies. I just love it. And Tusk is one of those movies that is so weird. Nobody knows about, but everybody should know. <laughs> should know about because it's that good, that weird. And I, I just love Tusk so much. And I'm, I'm with you guys that this movie is fantastic. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Dom, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I remember uh, I didn't watch it initially when I first saw it and I heard people talking about it was crazy, it was weird, it was this. And it has, it's one of those ones where if you're, if you, honestly, if you're not a horror fan, you're not going to like it. Um, and that's what a lot of horror movies because they're outrageous and they're kind of goofy and, you know, because you're playing with anything you want to because it's horror uh but Tusk was I thought it was a great movie it was it was like it's super outrageous and visually it's it's disturbing like it, it even though it's you know they able to balance that kind of a little comedic tone to make it like not as terrifying but people uh people sleep on Kevin Smith he he may be a goofy guy but like I don't know if you anybody seen this movie right Red State it's the first movie I saw of his that was like serious. Kevin Smith is a good director, yeah. um, and he just he he just is a, he's a he's a geek. He's like us, you know. We're goofy, we're silly, we can do things, but all geeks have a dark place. And Kevin Smith definitely has shown it uh, a, a few times. Um, but now Tuska's definitely. I think it's on Netflix still. So if anybody hasn't seen it, like it's definitely a good movie to watch. The ending's real messed up, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great movie. It's a great pick. All right. Um, so I make sure I put that on my list. AJ, you're up next. What's your last movie you're putting in? Okay. First off, I'm going to do an honorable mention. Two honorable mentions. Um, Under the Skin with um, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but it's incredible. Uh, my second honorable mention is uh, A Quiet Place. I'm not sure anybody's going to pick that, but I had to bring it up on here because it's incredible. But my final pick is Halloween. Um, so many people didn't want another Halloween movie because the past Halloween movies after um, the original Halloween were all just terrible. I personally love them all. <laughs> um, they're not good movies, but I personally love them all. But with um, the 2018th Halloween, I think it was a perfect sequel to the original Halloween. Um, for me, I actually think it's actually better than the first Halloween. Um, I just overall, I just thought like the overall like atmosphere of it was more horrifying than the first one. And the first one was very horrifying. Um, I actually just watched it the other day to do a review on it. And I just love this movie so much and I can't wait for the next one to come out 
I forgot who directed this though. Uh, uh, what's um, David Gordon Green um, directed the uh, 2018 um, Halloween, and he did a fantastic job. Um, he he just he gave um, everybody that's um, a Halloween um, fanatic, Halloween fan, just everything they wanted in this because the um, what is it? Just the um, value, the entertainment value on this movie is just great, especially for like slasher fans. And I'm a huge slasher fan. I sh I'm sure everybody else is, since we literally just talked about Saw. Um, so for me, Halloween is something, it, it proves to me that you can get um, older movies and bring them back and make them good. So if we get another um, Nightmare on Elm Street, I'll be fine with that because Halloween proved that they can make great slash movie movies that uh, um, were great at the beginning. If we get another Friday the 13th, hey, I'm all for it. Thanks to Halloween. So overall, I, I love this uh, movie. I'll, I'll say this, and <clears throat> I've said this before and got canceled by people. I, I don't care. I, I love a hot take. Um, my favorite Halloween movie is Rob Zombie's. Um, it went into a more psychological mindset of um, of Michael Myers that I truly appreciate it. And it was way more sadistic than anything we've ever seen from that world. And I know a lot of people hate it because it steers so far from the myth that we know it to be. Um, but to me, this is what I always tell people. You know, when people always say, oh my God, why are you remaking the same thing? Like I saw Lion King when I was five. I don't need to see it again when I'm 25. The reason why that's important is because the people of today that hear you talking about Lion King, that hear you talking about the Broadway, that don't get it, want to get it. How can they get it? Watching something that would appease them. If you show yeah. a five, uh, an eight-year-old the Lion King we grew up on, they might like it, but to them, it doesn't really connect. Um, because there's way more avenues to connect kids now. So the live action connected a whole group of kids that never saw Lion King before. So to me, I didn't see the original Halloween. I mean, I've seen them now, but when that came out, I hadn't seen the originals. So I didn't feel like it was disrespecting or stepping on the toes of. I saw it for, holy shit, did this go dark? Like, whoa. And I remember asking my dad, is this what the originals are like? And he's like, nothing like. And I was like, whoa, I love this. Um, but it's more so my speed. So I now get the love that a lot of you have for the original Halloween movie um, because I did my due diligence. But that was only because they gave me a movie that was for me that made me want to say, I'm now curious of what came before that. You know, but to me, that's my favorite. People shit on me all the time about it. I could care less. You know, I, I I like the hot seat and I'll firmly sit in it and say that is my favorite. But I have seen uh, the originals. I have not seen the newer one, but I have seen the originals and I get it. They're great. Uh, one and two are great. I, I completely understand the hype about them. But what Rob Zombie did was, I mean, he definitely shouldn't have made a sequel to it. But what he did with that first one, I was like, man, you got to give him some credit, man. He, he really went out of the box. And I thought he did a great job. I mean, 
I try to tell people all the time, like Rob Zombie could have went the route of like Jason in space where he's putting chicks in slumber bags and, and killing them <laughs> with each other. Like he could have went that disrespectful to a character, but he didn't. Um, so let's let's calm down on the slander. But um, no, I, I'll definitely put this on my list, AJ. I was actually going to watch it this weekend. Um, I was going to have some company in and, and watch it this weekend, but maybe I'll watch it before then. So there's no talking. Um, so I'll get that checked out and I'll give you my thoughts on that. But um, great pick. And uh, before I go to you, Dom and Lolo, since I didn't know AJ was going to do that, Lolo, since you just went, did you have an honorable mention you wanted to uh, you wanted to bring up for you talk about Halloween? Uh, before I talk about Halloween, nah, you know, Tusk was definitely the one I didn't want to talk about. That was going to be my honorable, but I had to bring it up. You know, it just, it was eating away at me, but uh, with, with Halloween itself, man, um, not going to lie, AJ, I kind of disagree with you, you know, like the new, the new Halloween, I was, I'll, all right, I'll admit, I was very skeptical. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, though, I was like, okay, you know what? They, they did do it justice. They, they, did a, they did a really good take on it. And I was like, hell yeah. The issue, though, is I don't think that they can apply the Halloween success to, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. I, I, don't, I don't feel like they could apply that to just like every horror movie from the basic time. I mean, how many? Yeah, you know, just like... <laughs> Just like he said with uh, Jason in space, you know, like that. (laughs) There's times where you just got to You got to pause. And I mean, maybe I'm just biased. I mean, Halloween Resurrection with Busta Rhymes. (laughs) Tell me that wasn't the greatest Halloween. (laughs) But the Rob Zombie was hell. Yeah, the Rob Zombie, the first Rob Zombie film was amazing. It's it's tough for me to find a Rob Zombie film that I dislike. Yeah, but. It was just, I was super skeptical with the newest, the 2018 one. They did a good job. They did a lot of justice. I just don't, I don't see it working with, you know, Freddie or Jason. It, it's, that's just the way I see it. I, for me, I just think we did get a reboot for Nightmare on Elm Street and it was so freaking bad. I was like, I don't want this anymore. And then once I saw Halloween, I was like, my heart was like rejuvenated and i was like i will say this i will say this and i know a lot of people are going to disagree with this i've always felt as though freddie and jason were built more so for a humorous background so trying to make it overtly serious is very difficult because at its core the fact that a girl could be running like 15 miles per hour and jason's walking and then he catches up with her is some of the funniest shit ever, bro. Um, but to me, that's why Freddie vs. Jason. But that's why Freddie vs. Jason was such a hit. Why? Because at its core, it was so funny. It was it was hilarious. Him turning into a worm that's smoking pot with the dude right before he kills him. It's hilarious. But you can't do that with Michael Myers. That's why, as Lolo said, the one with Buster Rhymes was just so overtly bad. Because it looked like it was trying to be humorous, and that's not what Michael Myers is at its core. So to me, the reason why the newer Freddy Krueger movie didn't work is because at its core, it's not meant to be that dark. Freddy is very humorous. Um, I'm not saying Freddy Krueger is a comedy, but at its core, the whole idea of him is supposed to be this whole, ah, I gotcha, like, 
I, I'm in the TV as Ryan Reynolds and then you blink and then I'm, I'm, I'm right in front of you killing you. Like that's what it's supposed to be. So for you to make it super serious, like they did, it's like, Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that a bit. Um, and I think that's why um, Jason failed also. So I think if you're trying to reboot either one of those, you got to get a guy who has a comedy and a horror movie background who could blend the two. Um, I know LeBron James's uh, production company is working on another Jason movie. Um, God bless him. Cause if you're going for a serious route, it's going to have to be like really good or at its core, it just, it, it won't work. It won't work. Um, but my honorable mention, I'm throwing in drag me to hell. Um, I've never seen a Sam Raimi horror film that I did not like. I've seen Sam Raimi horror movies that he's produced that I did not like. A la that crocodile movie that just came out. Uh, that shit was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> um, Lola, do, do you disagree? Oh, are we talking about Lake Placid here? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. No, no. This one was um, a girl was like in her house and then like it started a, a huge flood occurred and like these crocodiles were like, like, like these huge monster crocodiles were like eating people. I don't know what it was, but I know he shouldn't have put his name on that shit. Um, but Drag Me to Hell was so good. Why? Because it was humorous. Um, it was suspenseful. And I'll tell you what. I don't remember the last thing I saw that um, left my jaw on the ground like Drag Me to Hell did uh, when she took that envelope out of her pocket. Oh, when he handed her that uh, the button. I, wait, did everyone see it here? Mm-hmm. Everyone saw it here? Okay, okay. Um, thinking it was like, oh, I found your button. And she's like, oh my God, no. I thought I got rid of that shit. <laughs> um, I love that movie to its core. I wouldn't be mad if they ever did uh, a follow-up to it with all new characters. Um, that old lady was gangster. I really did love that movie. I never really saw that actress again after that movie, by the way. Um, but you guys also see my bias. I love Justin Long and Justin Long was in that. Um, so I got to make sure Drag Me to Hell is my honorable mention. Um, I love that movie. But uh, Dom, your thoughts on uh, Halloween and if you got an honorable mention. Um, no, I thought, you know, I, the very unfortunate part about the Halloween movie is that it retconned everything else they made, which I get because a lot of shit that makes sense is, is that the, uh, she was someone she was babysitting. Is it her brother? Is it? I get it. So it, it's all too many, too many hands in the pot. Um, but I, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I went to, um, I want to say I went to a screening of it. Everybody was excited. So it kind of added to the the whole experience and everybody being hyped up for it. Um, but no, it was, it was definitely something I wanted to kind of see them dive into and, and be done well. Um, I was kind of upset by the ending because I was just like, my rational brain was like, okay, he's in a fire. Shoot him in the head while he's on fire down there. It don't matter if it's overkill. You're finna leave anyway. But um, <laughs> I, no, I thought I thought it was cool. I, it, it you know it paid um, paid homage to the to the original. You had things that you know were clearly you recognized. Um, but no, I mean it's weird to say as a fun movie, but. I'm a big horror fan, so most of the ones, I'm, <laughs> it could be the most jacked up thing, but oh, it was so fun. Uh, but no, it was that movie, I, I thought it was good. I, I really wanted to see the sequel because I wanted to see 
where they're going to take it um, and how they were alluding to traits being passed on possibly to, I think it was her, was it her granddaughter or her, at the end, you know, when the girl kind of was like, she had a, some kind of trait of, like, you could see that, oh, she might be a killer next. Um, I was I, curious. Yeah, I think it's her granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was curious what they're going to do with that. Um, and all the names that keep attaching to it to make it that great. It, I mean, it's, it's got to be good. I mean, it's hard to make a bad Michael Myers movie, like a legit bad. We know it's going to be like horror movie bad to people who don't like horror. But, um, you know, when you have a, a, a psycho killer who doesn't speak, as long as you don't have him trying to dance or anything, it's hard to mess up. So the next one should be really good because I, I did like the 2018 one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> I'm definitely going to check it out. But like I said, that Rob Zombie one has a special place in my heart. I'll defend that forever. Um, did you have any honorable mentions you wanted to throw in, Dom? Um, I think I had one. Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. AJ, you gave your last. Lolo, you gave your last, right? Oh, so Dom, instead of giving me your honorable mention, give me your last horror movie that you want to put up. <laughs> oh, okay. So hopefully, I don't, I don't think you guys said it yet, um, but it's the 2013 Evil Dead. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about it. I love the movie. I mean, of course, I'm a fan of the originals, and it was very different because they went to a more serious tone with it, more like modern. Uh, and it didn't have Bruce Campbell, unfortunately. Well, it did, but not in the movie. It was after the movie. Um, <laughs> but he was attached to it. He was a producer. Sam Raimi was a producer. I loved, like, it was overly gory, uh, which is the point. Um, and the acting was really good. And I, and I think that, um, I can't remember the actress's name that um, was the main one. But I think because she was in... Uh, one of the uh, the sensory movies. They were trying to make her like I think one of the next kind of scream queens. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't completely turn out. She's a great actress though, because I've seen her in other things. But um, no, I mean it's a great movie. I mean, it never. Jane Levy. I think so. Oh yeah, she was in Don't Breathe. You're that's it. Yeah, Don't Breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the whole thing of like there's this book and this creepy cabin. It says Don't Read Me. Man, you know what? Let me let me read it. And and I know we watch it. It's like so stupid. Why would you do it? But human nature says like I'm gonna open this book because I want to know. And to see them have to try to survive, to see her have to cut her own arm off with a turkey carver, and it's hanging by a thread, and you know, and having to like break. But it, it was great, man. Like it had all the aspects that I that I wanted. I took two of my female friends with me. And they're kind of like, why the hell did you bring us to this movie? <laughs> I'm disgusted. I was like, that was why I brought you. I wanted you to be disgusted. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Like, I bought the little still book of it when it came out. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Question. Do you like the original better or the 2013? I mean, probably the original. I love Bruce Campbell, man. Like that cheesiness that he adds to it, mm -hmm. and then with the the sequel, the like in the Army of Darkness and Ass versus the Evil Dead. Like if you gave me like 
Ash versus the Evil Dead, the same amount of se uh, seasons as The Walking Dead, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say um, my dad raised me on, on the original. It's tough to beat that original, but again, it did what I just said um, Rob Zombie did with, with Halloween. It went way left from what you're used to, um, which to me is never a bad thing. I, I hate how people think that's a bad thing. Um, it's like you tell them, don't do the same movie, do something different. They do something different, and you're like, I hate it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, What do you want from me? Um, but to me, I, I love what they did. And Jane Levy, I think we need to talk about more than I think we do. She, um, she's got a horror background that she's starting to build up. That's pretty impressive. Uh, don't breathe is a classic. Uh, this evil dead was a classic. Um, and I think she's a really gifted actress, but, um, yeah, I will say, uh, Dom, there's a reason why the term curiosity killed the cat exists. Right. because we naturally are so curious but that's why i loved um but that's why i tell you guys i love horror movies that are horror uh obviously you know the niche of being horror but put some common sense in it you know like all right you know it's a horror movie people are hearing like bells chiming like in in an abandoned house don't say oh, man, I wonder what that is. Let's go check it out. No one says that. <laughs> like, no one, like, no one looks at, like, a, a, a toy doll that talks to him and goes, I'm going to pick that up. I, I want to see I want to see if it'll talk to me again. I don't think – Lolo, come on, Lolo. You would do that? I'm not saying I would. However, you can't say no one's going to be like, hmm, what was that noise? Because, <laughs> come on, everybody does it. You've been you in your house – You've been in your house and you grabbed your bat and you heard a noise. You're like, let me go find out what that was. And no, what was I just did that the other day. I'm being completely honest <laughs> with you. The last time I heard a noise in my house, I legit thought, man, I have a knife in my room. I'm gonna let it come to me. Um, <laughs> I'm terrified to go to it. I'm I'm gonna let it come to me. Um, but I will say with this new generation that likes to Instagram everything and tweet everything, they would hundred percent like open that book. They would go, Oh, don't open. All right, I'm gonna hashtag open this, and then I'm gonna stream it. it's like, all right, you're gonna you're gonna stream. No, it. I actually will argue that the newer generation wouldn't open the book because they don't like to read. <laughs> no, no, you know exactly what they're gonna do. They're gonna whip out their phone and be like, "Found this spooky book in my in my bed." No, AJ, they're legit gonna go. Hey Siri, read this book for me. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a that's a cheap way to do it though. Or that way to actually. They broke that rule so they won't get haunted or anything because technically they didn't open the book. Yeah, what they'll, I, do I, is they'll, they'll do the whole, they'll post a picture and be like, if, if I get a thousand likes, I'll open the book. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> I will say this I will, I will shadow box that, uh, that book if it haunts my phone. Don't haunt my phone. Too much of my information is in my phone. <laughs> oh, oh, um, are y'all caught up with, um, uh crap lovecraft country yes oh my yes. god did you watch the last episode yes i did wait lolo have you not started it i have not uh i've been kind of i've been slacking not gonna lie it's so good it's, it's i tell so you guys good. dom how how caught up are you 
I have not watched it either. <laughs> Goodness. All right, AJ. I, I just caught up today. I just I had to do a review on that. I just caught up. Today. I'll tell you guys this. If you guys like J.J. Abrams and you like Jordan Peele, it feels exactly like the love child of Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Um, this last episode, the creepiness screamed Get Out. Like, it looked and felt like Get Out. Um, I, I did see Family Guy make a joke uh, on this past Sunday's episode where Chris was saying how like overrated Jordan Peele was. And I was like, I hope you don't really believe that Seth MacFarlane. Like, I really hope you don't. Um, he, he's given birth to a new age of, uh, of horror, mm-hmm. uh, what it means to really be scared. I mean, cause think about this, he's doing a more psychological horror movie, but on a way more human level. Um, and it's never really been done before like that. Like the whole idea of get out, there were so many people that was like, I don't get it. And it was like, that's what he made the movie for you, (laughs) you right there. Um, and then us, a lot of people, I don't get it. That's who he keeps making these movies for. Uh, you're keeping him uh, employed. Um, but yeah, no, those are phenomenal. But to get back to Dom's pick of evil dead, I loved it. I loved it. I love anytime a horror franchise goes from something that is way left to forcing it way right. Um, I had no problems with this movie. I'm glad you put it on here, Dom. It definitely deserves to be on here. I tell you what, uh, when my dad hears this podcast, if he didn't hear Evil Dead, uh, I would have been disowned. <laughs> um, he loves that. He loves Sam Raimi. He loves that franchise. Um, he definitely is going to curse me out for not putting at least the original, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, where they're like possessed by like a demon exorcism, exorcism. Um, well, to be fair, this is technically 2010 and up, so he can't be oh, mad at that's you. True, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Thank you, AJ. You saved me. <laughs> um, I, I always tell him Emily Rose was the scariest of them all. There was not one scarier than Emily Rose, only because the original, I thought, did a good job conveying it, but how she was able to contort her body, um, I think, is what made Emily the Emily Rose one so special. But I can't watch exorcism movies because out of all horror, that is the one I believe in the most, and <laughs> I, I don't play with that shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't play with that. I mean, I wouldn't even go through trying to exercise. That's a quick way to get me to kill you. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, AJ, I don't think, uh, Lolo, did you give your opinion on Evil Dead? I mean, I, I actually, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm right along with you guys. I thought it was very well done. It was different, but it was a good type of different. Um, it still gave you the same, like, that just ridiculous amount of gore that you would expect from an Evil Dead film. Mm-hmm. It, but it was just, it was a different take on it and it it worked for it so i got i got no issues with the new evil dead aj your thoughts yeah i can't say very much on it because you guys took everything i was going to say it's incredible um i do prefer the old one and i actually just watched the old one um a couple days ago and did a review um if you guys haven't checked out the 31 days of horror i'm doing for Geeks Rob Nation, check that out. Um, I already, I just did Halloween, uh, Evil Dead. Uh, I just did it today. Um, it's out now, and just, 
but back to the 2013 Evil Dead, yeah, I love that movie to death. So I can't say much more than that. Yeah, well, uh, I don't want everyone to freak out and go, oh, my God, there's so many movies they forgot about or whatever. This won't be our only episode doing this. Um, we'll do another one so movies like It and stuff like that can be mentioned and brought up also. There's so many, so many. Um, but this was our first episode, and I like this crew. Um, I know Dan and Chris wish they could have been part of it also. Um, Lolo's buddy Chris that does uh, Skate to Throats. Um, very much horror-minded. So I'm pretty sure both of them would like to join in. Uh, AJ, Dakota from... Um, uh, Star Wars Saturday. Sorry, no, we haven't done it in so long. I completely forgot the name of the show. Yeah, we need to get back uh, on. <laughs> uh, we got both of the Dakotas that want to join this show also. So I want to make this fun. If you guys have any horror movie recommendations, let us know. Uh, any horror movies that you guys think we forgot about on this first episode, please let us know. Um, I love our crew, man, and I can't wait to, to try to, uh, to do this again next week, man. This is a lot of fun. Um, until then, peace.